You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. points in our lives where we think about the things we didn't do skydiving traveling to europe hiring a male prostitute to live out sexual fantasies our husband never fulfilled you know how it goes (laughs) speak for yourself (laughs) now you laugh at that but i'm led to believe that this is not as rare as we might think it is sex work over the years has become much more understood and less taboo of a lifestyle Mm -hmm. that's not to say it still isn't taboo but like many subcultures, it takes experiencing it to understand it. These are people who are just trying to live their lives, the people who work in this career and those who participate in it. Therefore, my little joke told in three was just a sentence rather than a joke. And thus, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, is a much more relatable movie than one might think on first glance. Nancy Stokes, played by the... Always lovely. Let's be honest here. Emma Thompson is a retired school teacher yearning for some adventure and some sex. And she has a plan, which involves hiring a young sex worker named Leo Grand, played by newcomer Daryl McCormack. Nancy embodies the candor and apprehension of a woman who's never had lust in her life. And Leo personifies the charisma and compassion of sex workers. As Nancy embarks on a post-marital sexual awakening and Leo draws on his skills and charm. Together, they find a surprising human connection. I am T.C. Dewitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by my fellow humans, Sarah Jane. Uh, hello there. Melina. Hello. And Frank. Hi. I made it. I'm here. Yeah, You did make it. Hooray. Sarah Jane, I apologize. This is the third review in a row after Elvis and Lightyear. You have to listen Don't to my babble. apologize. <laughs> you should be on every review. Aww. Of mine, anyway. Yeah, well. Hey, Frank, like this movie, you shouldn't apologize. <laughs> yeah, no apologies. You know, in fact, I think we should all get a hotel room once every few months or so and just get together and work this out. Uh, well, I mean, me. uh, will drinks be involved? Because I will be there, you know. Do I get a trip to LA each time? Because I'll go. Yeah, come on out here. Oh, yeah, we can all well, live the wild life. Well, it'd be easier for TC to come over here. Come over here to, uh, to us, TC. Come on. Well, Los Angeles, Austin, doesn't matter because this movie takes place in jolly old England. <laughs> in London. <laughs> so I'll admit I signed up for this just seeing Emma Thompson in it. That's all I needed to know, and mm. I was there. Mm-hmm. She is one of my favorite actresses. She never ceases to amaze me in what she's capable of achieving in drama, in comedy, in a mix of everything. She's one of my favorite people in Love Actually because she touches on such a vulnerable humanity in a woman of a certain age. And once Mm -hmm. again, we have her playing this very complex, interesting character in Nancy who is a woman who has never had an orgasm, not even self-induced. And she is a widow. She has decided now is the time to try to experience the things in her life she never has. 
and she's hired this very attractive young man to mm-hmm. help her achieve those things. Hubba hubba. Yeah, she has. <laughs> <laughs> this was something that I really, I don't know if I had to dis- suspend disbelief, but I didn't know. I mean, I, not that I didn't know, but I just didn't realize it, it was that much of a thing that that someone like her who had lived the kind of life that she had had never experienced an orgasm before. I did not know that that was, um, I'm trying to be really delicate, really delicate about this. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, I just, <laughs> I, I, that really just boggled my mind and made me really, really sad for her. Cause it, it did speak a lot to how much she had deprived herself of throughout her life. Mm-hmm. I think there's the key in the film and in what you're trying to state here that yes, this is about sex. This is about a woman who's never achieved an orgasm. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's surface. That's what it's about. This film is really about the unfulfillment that people feel in their lives and the disappointment they may have had in the paths that they have taken. And this goes to both Nancy Mm -hmm. and Leo himself. This all takes place in a hotel room except for two scenes, which gives us a coffee shop near the beginning and a restaurant in the hotel at the end. But for the most part, this takes place over four encounters in a hotel and plays out very much like theater. It's about these two characters speaking to each other, learning about each other, navigating themselves around each other, both physically and emotionally. And so this is a showcase of two very talented actors being presented by a very talented director who can keep it interesting. So it's not so much about this very sad and truthful thing about not achieving orgasm. It's more about the relatability of never achieving the things you think you want and the things that you need. Yeah. I was really thinking back to a film that we just reviewed recently, TC, The Valet. And anyone knows me, I don't like comparing movies together. I think that's sort of changing both movies when you do that. And yet he's about to um, continue. I'm going to try really hard not to because every, every movie should stand on its own merit. I really saw that theme, that through line of like not believing you deserve better than you've had. Mm-hmm. Much in the way the valet did. Oh my god, I hate them doing this. It's <laughs> it's it's two people who society would never pair together, seeing each other through each other's eyes and giving themselves an analysis. That's what really for me makes this movie work because it's very closed in. It's very stagey. The score I thought was oddly whimsical for this film that at times went more mm-hmm. deeper, but it really is a film about. Mm-hmm two people really exploring each other. To piggyback off of what you said, Frank, I think you're absolutely right. And TC, what you said, you're both absolutely right. That This is one of those where I thought the trailer, surprisingly, kind of lied in terms of what this is. I thought on the surface this was going to be more about exploring the individual sexual experiences that she and he go through together. But really, it's kind of not that at all. Sex is definitely involved, and that is the basis of their relationship when they first come together. But what really surprised me is how much about this is actually about the conversation of sex work itself. Mm -hmm. Her actually kind of dealing with her insecurities and her long-held misunderstandings of what sex work entails. And both him and her, over the course of it, kind of learning from each other and building this really beautiful kind of innocent friendship in the midst of a sexual relationship. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting that she also, and not just her views on sex work, but how she was talking to her female students. Mm. There is a scene at the end where she apologizes to her student for calling her a slut for wearing a short skirt. But in earlier in the movie, she was talking to Leo and had said the same thing. Like she had lectured the girls on not wearing short skirts because basically if they get raped it's their own fault for wearing a short skirt 
Mm-hmm. She didn't say exactly that, but you know, it's yeah. implied. Yeah, because men can't control themselves. I think is is her phrase, right? And so it was up to the woman to make sure she was dressed properly. And so, I mean, she learned a lot about herself, not just in terms of sex and learning about it, but also just her ideas in general. Because she was a religious teacher. She was a religious teacher. So I think she also had a lot of hang-ups about her body in general. You know, it really surprised me when that revelation... I don't know how much of a revelation it is, but the fact that that incident happened, that she did that... At first, I thought, well, this woman's so timid and gentle. I mean, this is not a formidable woman whatsoever. So I thought, well, that's kind of out of character. I don't buy that. But then, oh, but I could see that out of you know frustration on her part for, for her own sort of mm-hmm. like repression because she was she was never bold enough to be like those girls so i can see her calling out that at just out of not jealousy or envy or maybe maybe it is jealousy or envy that she could never be that free with herself mm-hmm. and now she's had this experience experiences really define how we perceive life yeah. and how we perceive other people walk a mile in another person's shoes is very true if you can exist with someone that you may never have agreed with or may never have understood, if you can experience life beside them for even a moment, it's going to enlighten you and give you a bigger worldview. And we don't even get to see sex in this per se. The first time as it's building up to that first time of actual sex, it cuts away. We don't get to see it. It's almost disappointing, but that's the craft of the film. It's the anticipation of the release. It's building slowly to the sexual release that this movie promises it's less about that yeah. it's they have a whole conversation about what he does with other clients is she the oldest client he's ever had no he's been with men he's been with other women he's been with people who just want to sit and talk or hold hands or have some kinky stuff and he's okay with it he's okay with who he's chosen to be when she challenges that then you see some truth in him that he's hiding from, that he has repressed, much as when he challenges her to break down these barriers little by little, to basically unclothe herself figuratively little by little to understand herself. There's this beautiful exploration of each other's bodies and psyches through these two people. Yeah, and I think that that was my fear with this, was that maybe it was only going to really explore her character and her journey of self-discovery. But Mm. Leo Grant, he gets a really lovely arc himself. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not as defined, I think, as hers is, but it's very emotional when he gets his moment, I would say probably at the top of the third act, or maybe quite right at the end of the second act, where he gets to really lay it out and be honest and that actually brought me to tears when he explained what my life yeah. really is, yeah, exactly. what my position has kind of put me into with the people in my life. And I won't go into any more detail than that, but it's heartbreaking. It is very heartbreaking because, I mean, he has this professional facade that he puts on for his clients, this idea of perfection and desire and fantasy. Very, very clear that he's he really hasn't been himself for the longest mm-hmm. time. And he's spent so much time running away from himself. And um, it does break your heart because he's so incredibly wounded. And charming as hell, though. And, but, would, char- charming I, as hell. But, you know, it's... My defenses would come down for this guy. Let me be honest. <laughs> Mine, too. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm the first in line out of everybody here. But there's a lot of pain within him. And mm-hmm. when, when he finally does break the... Because he holds it all the way through with her, no matter what she asks him until she gets him she gets through him yeah Yeah, she um and i don't mean like in an understanding way but she hits a spot and he drops it and it's the movie 
goes into like a different place and it becomes something incredibly real. Yeah, he had to keep that facade a little bit just because of his line of work. But when she overstepped the bounds... I was just like, oh, God, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Yes. Because I was just so, I mean, I get it. She was excited and she thought maybe they had made a connection. Yeah. I think we've all probably been there at some point where we think, oh, yeah. And then, you know, you're just like, you get rebuffed. Much like intimacy in the bedroom, there are boundaries. Yeah. People will state those boundaries clearly and sometimes not clearly. And it's about respecting those boundaries in the relationship. Yeah, she, it was, she didn't know the safe word on or... that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was this level of intimacy mm-hmm. that got to him. Mm-hmm. The fact that she was the, one of the few that was piercing through to who he actually was. And with intimacy, that's a very personal thing. That is something between yeah. partners. I feel that this movie is going to strike a different chord with people. It's not a perfect film. If you can't handle a bottle movie that takes place in one location, if you can't handle a cast of three characters <laughs> two really yeah. with one additional yeah this is not going to be for you there was commentary earlier about the score in this which feels a little oddly juxtaposed against the content it wasn't just me was it no mm. i actually that was one of my first notes that i put down was when they first meet each other it's such a great setup the conversation and the awkwardness is fantastic And then when that music comes in, I was like, this just doesn't feel like it belongs here. It actually almost feels ill-timed, the way that they're bringing it in. Yeah. Not to say that it breaks the movie, but it is an element that feels misplaced. Yeah, it's not, they don't quite pull it off. Yeah, and that's going to play to people's tastes of what exactly they're looking for in a film like this. This is a very, very small, small film. Do not come in here expecting big gestures and big locations and big romance and whatnot. No, this is very small and intimate, as I've already said. I liked this. I liked this quite a bit because it was a beautiful character exploration. Mm-hmm. I've tipped my hand and said how much I love Emma Thompson, so I was in for this. And I'd love to see her challenge herself as an actress in a role like this. And taking some risky chances in what she's willing to do physically in this movie. I was very impressed by where she was willing to go as an actress, especially being older, mm-hmm. a, an older yeah. actress. You make assumptions yes. about what actresses will and will not do or what they should and should not do. And I appreciated being surprised by what this movie was offering. Yeah, it's very frank and it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. I've heard people refer to it as brave. I've heard people refer to it as gutsy. And I'm like, yes, but at the same time, it's just... To me, it's almost the opposite. It's just normalizing what is normal, yeah, which yeah. is the human yeah. body, right. which yeah. unless yeah. you're like the 20 women out there who are supermodels, <laughs> yeah, it's like your, your body You're the housewives. Yeah, or... it's, I'm like, I don't think there's really anything particularly, well, maybe it's just a reflection of the state of the film industry, but there's really, I don't, it's sad that we refer to just showing what a normal human body looks like as something that's brave. I'm like, it's just something that, that is. is. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's that the perfect is. word. Yes. <laughs> that was the mirror scene. One of the most beautiful things I've seen mm-hmm. this year, yeah. seeing this this character, uh, and I'm getting emotional thinking about it, just really accept herself and embrace herself and be at peace with who she is. Beautiful. It's this vulnerable journey yes. that we just... She was a totally yes. different person. Everything yes. about her was just totally different. It was so touching. Well, with that said, Frank, why don't you just fold that into some final thoughts, please? No, I've said it before. I love it when two people who are in different ways wounded and society would never pair together at the same time would, would automatically dismiss. 
are paired together and sort of take from each other things that the other didn't recognize about themselves. I think this movie does it well. It's, it's, it's a very intelligent film. It does not talk down to its audience. It's also very tender. Mm. It's very emotional. It treats its characters as actual people, and it really talks about who these people are. I know I've said this on other reviews, but that's really when, when you really look at the people on the screen and what they represent and what their journeys are, that's everything. And this movie does that in spades. It's wonderful. It's well-made. Yes, the score is for a different movie. It's not a bad <laughs> score. It's just, it's just not for this movie, unfortunately. <laughs> But it is lovely. This whole experience is lovely. I don't think you can go wrong with this. I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10. Times you just can't find your fucking phone. <laughs> everybody on this call, everybody listening to this has been there. <laughs> Where the fuck is my phone? I, I got to go. Sarah Jane, go ahead. I really like this as well. I like Emma Thompson. What can you say about her? She's amazing. I mean, clearly I'm not as old as she is. Not that she's super old, but you know. But I totally relate to like the body issues and things that she has in this movie. I thought Leo Grand with Daryl McCormick. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great. Not only is he super easy on the eyes, <laughs> he was a great actor. So it wasn't like it was yeah. just for eye candy. She's an amazing actor. And so he was able to hold his own with her. Oh, that I was just going to dream tonight of him dressed up as a cat for an hour <laughs> walking around ignoring no, me no no kink shame do it, no sure. no no that's what i'm gonna yeah. i'm no gonna shaming dream on this about call. that no. scratch his belly and then just he can just ignore me the rest Watch of the night and shake. that would be great uh, all right so <laughs> so i'm gonna give this eight out of ten uses of the word concupiscence oh very good nice nice very nice, yeah. Melina. Yeah, I had the one nitpick about the score, and I would call that a nitpick, because uh, I wouldn't knock any points off of it. I will knock a couple points off of this. It's not much, but it's something. That scene that we've alluded to towards the end, which I guess serves as the sort of bookend to this, I thought that it, in a way, it sort of broke the rhythm of what the movie had been, which 99% of this is these two people in a single room talking to each other. When it brings in the other character and has, it almost presents this confrontation to Emma Thompson regarding something in her past, I appreciated why it was there from a script point of view. I thought it was just a little too... It wasn't organic? It was the one... Yeah, exactly. It was the one thing that I didn't feel was organic. It felt manufactured. Mm. It was something that pulled me out of it, unfortunately. And it was the first time I'd been pulled out of... (laughs) Whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) Phrasing. That was not on purpose, I swear oh, wow. to God. I can feel you blushing through the audience. Oh, wow. You can yeah. probably see it. It's, it's not a, like I said, it's not a major point that I knocked off of it. It was, But it was something that I thought, ah, I'm not quite loving this as much as I liked everything else. Other than that, I thought that the performances between Emma Thompson and Daryl McCormick were fantastic. For a relative newcomer, he holds his own, mm-hmm. and they have a wonderful chemistry. Not just sexual, but just as screen partners. Mm-hmm. And the script gives them a lot to work with. And I really appreciate the positive message behind it regarding sex work, the very realistic attitude it has towards sexuality. I appreciate that. It's not the first movie that's explored it, but I think it's definitely one of the better ones and one of the more approachable. So I'm going to give this eight and a half out of ten 
very specific to-do lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that that's a list. I did forget to say that this movie was very sex positive. Yes. So that, my other yes. note was that. Sorry. There's no shaming here or, you know, Mm-mm. whatnot. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, Katie Brand wrote an incredible script here in, in the hands of Sophie Hyde doing the direction here with these very capable actors. This is a showcase of some extraordinary talent on screen, behind the camera. This is a masterfully made, intimate, quiet, and beautiful film. This isn't going to blow the doors off anybody. Uh, I think that it will require you to have a certain maturity to appreciate this movie. This is not something that someone from a younger generation who hasn't exactly experienced life in all its facets, not just sexually, is going to understand or appreciate. But if you have lived your life in one way or another, however old you are, if you've experienced life, you're going to find something in here that is relatable in both of these two main characters, two people who don't know who they are while knowing so certainly who they are. The chemistry, the everything that's been said already, I could just echo all of it. So I'll cut straight to the point. And uh, enough with the foreplay, folks. I'm going to give this a <laughs> 9 Let's out of 10. Get to it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10 boring adult children. Oh. 